0: Lord your steadfast love endures forever and ever you are unchanging your love is unchanging and it is poured out over us again and again your mercies are made new every single morning God you love us so much it was because of your great love that you sent your son to die on the cross for our sin to pay the price to say it is finished once and for all you paid the ultimate sacrifice and today we celebrate you rose from the dead the tomb is empty. You are the resurrected king. You're an awesome God. We serve a mighty and awesome God. Move among us today, Lord. Just take a moment and, and pray a prayer to yourself. Pray and ask God to speak to you this morning. Now pray for me that God would speak to you through me. Thank you, Lord. Have your way this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good to see you. We're gathered this morning to celebrate the risen king. It's the greatest day on the Christian calendar. We are joining with over 2 billion Christians worldwide. On this day, over 2 billion Christians are celebrating Christ's resurrection today. How amazing is that? We are joining in with so many Christians worldwide. Resurrection Sunday, or Easter Sunday, it represents a promise Today is about a promise. The promise that God has given to us, each and every one of us. The promise of eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Easter or Resurrection Sunday is all about a promise. Promises. Promises are powerful. They really are. If you think about it, the power of a promise Promises have the power to strengthen us. Promises have the power to mobilize us, to move us. The promise is powerful. In fact, promises are given and used in everyday life. Now, I'm not sure what it's like in your house or how it was in your home when the kids were younger and growing up parents i'm sure you could relate with me on this one that getting your kids to do chores around the house is very difficult it's a challenge onto its own it's very challenging can you agree i mean can you agree okay amen amen (laughs) yes i thought i was alone on that one but okay i mean it is so challenging to get them to you know clean their room like with our kids we'll say you got to clean your room you got to do your homework. You got to do your reading. Practice piano. You got to do that. And when we request of these things to them, that it's like we've asked them for to donate a kidney or something. Like, no. I don't want to no. And it's like, "Oh my goodness." It's so challenging, right? But you know what? Ali and I have discovered the power of a promise. Okay? We've discovered the power of a promise. We now have a sticker system in place. Okay? Okay? It's great. It works. Most, for the most part, it works. Okay? So if they do a chore, or if they do something that we ask them to do, they get a sticker. And then they place it on this piece of paper in their room. Once they have a certain number of stickers, they get a glow-in-the-dark sticker. Whoa. This is just like, whoa. Right? And they get a certain number of those, they get a bigger one. And they could, you know, stick it on their ceiling. And, I mean, it works. It motivates them. Right? Because they want their ceiling to be covered in the stars, the glow-in-the-dark stars. So they'll, they'll do these chores. It's, it's, it's amazing. Now, the sticker system, though, it has limited power. Okay? It doesn't work all the time. Some of the tougher chores, like math homework. Sorry, John. Where's John? Right, I think he's counting. Uh... It's very hard, and so we had to upgrade our promise system, okay? <laughs> we used, uh, I don't know, you know, parents, maybe you would know, there's these little toys that are the latest craze today. They're called Shopkins. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Shopkins? Oh, my goodness, okay? This is, it, it, our kids are like, Shopkins! I mean, it's just so many. They're these little toys. They're this big, okay? And they're just, they're rubber toys, Uh, They're grocery items, like it's a broccoli with a face, or a mushroom with a face, a chocolate bar with a face, or a piece of cheese with a face, okay? That's what they are. And there's hundreds and hundreds of different kinds of these things. Shopkins. Our kids love them. I mean, they go nuts over them. And so the tougher chores, oh, they'll do that for a Shopkin toy. Math homework? No complaining. They'll do math homework, right? Piano practice? Ding, 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 ding. They'll do it, okay? (laughs) They'll do it. With the promise of a Shopkin, our kids can face trials of many kinds (laughs) knowing that the testing of their faith produces a Shopkin toy. They are focused, right? I mean, they'll sweep and mop, vacuum, Ezra, my youngest, okay? He's he's 3 turning 4. He'll vacuum. Can I vacuum? Sure. It's just mm, It's just whoa. Powerful. Amazing. All because of a promise. Promises are powerful. God's promises in scripture are very powerful. And we've been looking at one for the past uh, three weeks here at Trinity. And it is the promise of who God is towards us. And we've been looking at a passage in Exodus 34. If you have your Bibles, you could turn to that. Exodus 34, verses 6 to 7. It's going to be up on the screen as well, but this is what it says. Exodus chapter 34, 6 to 7 says, The Lord passed before him, that is Moses. So Moses is communicating with God here. The Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty. God was saying to Moses, This is who I am. This is who I will be toward you. And so we've been focusing on this passage now. Um, The first week we talked about God's gracious and compassionate character. The second week we talked about how God is slow to anger. Last week we talked about God's forgiving and just nature. And today the final attribute of God we will be looking at is this. God is abounding in steadfast love. God is abounding in steadfast love. Now, throughout Scripture, God's nature of steadfast love is found all throughout Scripture, actually. It's mentioned 191 times. The Hebrew word for steadfast love is chesed. Let me hear you say chesed. Chesed. You got to do it. Chesed. Okay? Chesed. That word is mentioned 191 times in the Bible, Over a hundred and thirty of those times it's in the Psalms and it is translated steadfast love. Now you heard what we were singing just after the greeting time there and the lyrics to the song that we were singing was the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. The words to that song is so beautiful, right? So beautiful. And they're actually found in the scriptures. It's found in the scriptures. Now it's interesting though, because that particular passage is found in an odd place in the scriptures. You would think it's in the Psalms. Because there's quite a few psalms that talk about God's steadfast love, God's forgiving nature, God's awesome nature, right? Psalms talks about God in a very positive way. So you would think it's in the psalms. Well, steadfast love is mentioned over 130 times. But this passage is actually not found in the psalms. It's found in the middle of a disturbing book (laughs) called Lamentations. Lamentations. In fact, it's found in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 to 24, which says this, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. I'm not sure when the last time was when you read Lamentations, but... It is an odd place for this passage to be in. Lamentations is not the sort of book that you would read to your kids. In fact, even for your personal devotions, it's a tough one to go through. I mean, it's only five chapters. But the majority of this book is very disturbing. The word lamentation means grieving. And that's what most of this 5 chaptered book is. It's grieving. The author of the book, who was most likely the prophet Jeremiah, wrote this after Jerusalem was destroyed in 586 BC at the hands of the Babylonian Empire. Babylon came into Jerusalem, completely sacked the city, um, destroyed the temple. Just atrocious things happened to women and children during that time. It was brutal. And Jeremiah was walking around Jerusalem and he was grieving. In fact, this is how it how he starts the Book of Lamentations. Lamentations chapter one, verse one. This is what it says. How lonely sits the city that was full of people. How lonely sits the city. So many people were killed. Others were taken away into captivity. How like a widow has she become? She who was great among the nations, she who was a princess among the provinces has become a slave. Lamentations is a description of the tragedies that the people of God faced. It was brutal. If you want to, take a look. Especially in chapters 3 and 5, or uh, 2 and 5. The things that are described in that book are are just just brutal. In many ways, it was like a modern day news report. Kind of like after the uh, aftermath of a terror attack. Kind of like the aftermath of the, the recent terror attacks in Brussels. Of all the innocent people that lost their lives, were injured brutally. Just a senseless act of violence. Lamentations in some ways was reporting bad news just like what we hear on the news today. And in some ways Lamentations is like the book of Job. In that it is wrestling with suffering. This idea that suffering exists. Now Job, it's an interesting book. Job suffered greatly. And Job was a man, he was, he was upright in his ways. He followed after God. He had all these terrible things happen to him. Job is a book that wrestles over the, over the question, why do righteous people suffer? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why? And, and it's a book that wrestles with that question. It's a fundamental question in life, actually. We, we still ask that today. Now, why, why is this happening? Well, why am I going through this right now? How is it that we've come to this place of turmoil and suffering in our lives right now? So the book of Job has that sort of feel to it and Lamentations has that sort of feel to it as well when you read it. It's describing the sorrowful state of God's people. Right, again, Jeremiah's walking around and he was shocked at what he was seeing and then the middle of this book in chapter 3 as he's describing the turmoil as he's describing the hardship he gives the proclamation of God's steadfast love that never ceases What he's basically saying is this in the midst of all that we're going through right now in the midst of all this that we're seeing Women being raped Children dead on the streets This is what it's saying. Look look at this devastation here in the midst of this terrible reality I choose to believe in who you are Lord I cling to that right now. It so does not seem like it. But, and as it is written in verse 21, but this I call to mind. Therefore, I will have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion and my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. It's powerful that Jeremiah would write this in the middle of such suffering. This passage was written as the only lifeline in the midst of deep struggle. It is a promise that declares who God is in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of a hopeless situation. In the place of destitution, he declares God's steadfast love. It's the only promise he can hold on to. That's the power of a promise. Promises have the power to sustain us when there's no hope around. When life could get so difficult. I'm sure all of us at some point have faced a trial of some kind. Right? Life can get pretty difficult sometimes. And there's times in life where it's like you're in the middle of the ocean and there's no land in sight. And you're just treading water. And there's no hope around. Sometimes life can feel like that. And, th- and there's times where you have like no energy left. You-, you could barely keep your head above the water. As the days go by, the days go by. Struggle after struggle after struggle. It just doesn't go away. Circumstances surround you. That bears so much weight upon you. We go through times like that in life. And sometimes the only thing that we have to cling to. Is a promise. A promise that God gives to you. Sometimes it's the only lifeline you have. Of who God is. In the midst of the storm. The promise is what you have to hold on to. This is what God is saying. When you face trials. He's saying. I am the answer. I am the answer. But God. Look what's happening right now. Look what's going on in our lives right now. God's saying, I am the answer. But God, t- these circumstances are crazy. There's no answer. What's going on? I am the answer. But God, I feel so out of control. I feel like I'm backed into a corner here. There's no way I can get out of this. I am the answer. But God, our finances, I am the answer. God is saying, He is the answer. God is the answer. No matter what it is you are facing right now, God's promise of who He is remains true. He is a God of steadfast love. His love never changes, His mercies never end. God is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. Some of us here may be facing a trial right now. For some of you you are facing something kind of like what Job went through. This one thing after another going wrong. One thing after the other. What you're going through could very well be a straight up attack of the enemy on your life. We got to remember we have an enemy. Satan does not want you to live in Christ's victory. He does not want you to live in Christ's victory. And he is relentless in his pursuit to derail you and me from walking in victory and in the power of the resurrection. He will throw what he can at you. He will attack your health. He will attack your wealth, your relationships, your mind, your emotions, your intimacy with God. He will attack everything he can. And there's times where some of us, you'll feel so totally sapped of all your energy. You feel like there's no hope. Everything seems to be going wrong. Let me tell you something. Again, God is faithful. He is faithful. God is abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. He's always there. He's always with you. Always watching over you with his eyes of love. on to that promise of who God is. I heard a saying once that goes like this. Don't tell God how big your storm is. Tell the storm how big your God is. Trust in God. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is no power that the enemy can throw at you that is more powerful than God. God is greater than anything that the devil can throw your way. God will provide a way for you. Trust in his unchanging love for you. Trust in his unchanging love for you. Today we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead is available to each and every one of you. Every one of us. That power is available for us. Trust in God and his steadfast love and faithfulness over you. Now there's a psalm that talks about God's steadfast love. I mean the way it was written uh, it, it was probably written in a way where the people of God would read it together out loud corporately in a setting just like what we're are, we are in now. Um, and they 've been doing this for thousand over a thousand years. Uh, the Jewish people would either read this psalm or sing this psalm and so what I would like us to do we 're all going to let 's all stand together okay let 's all stand together and we 're going to read this psalm just like the Jewish people did from from ages ago, declaring who God is okay and what we 're going to do i 'm going to read the first part and then the underlined portion that will come up, I want you to read that part as a congregation, okay? But when we read it, I want to challenge you to read it as if you're just reading something, okay? Say it like you are declaring it over your life. All right? Okay, so here we go. Give thanks to the Lord. Good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. For his love forever. To him who alone does great wonders. For his love to him who by understanding made the heavens. For his love to him who spread out the earth above the waters. Love to him who made the great lights. The sun to rule over the day. The moon and stars to rule over the night. Now for the next part, the last slide, there's a blank in it. And what I want us to do for a moment is to speak out. Speak out something that is true to you about who God is. What we'll do is we'll do this popcorn style, one person at a time. You'll just say something out loud. Okay? So, and then once that thing is mentioned, the congregation will say, for steadfast love endures forever. And so, for example, to the one who gives in abundance, for steadfast love endures forever. And so we'll just take a moment now, and I just want to um, encourage you. Let's do it popcorn style. And just say it out one at a time. For steadfast love endures forever. For his steadfast love endures forever. For his steadfast love endures forever. Steadfast love endures forever. For his steadfast love endures forever. Steadfast love endures forever. For his steadfast love endures forever. For his steadfast love endures forever. For the steadfast love endures forever. For his 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 steadfast love endures forever. the one whose answers are For his steadfast love endures forever. 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 forever. His steadfast love endures forever. Steadfast love endures forever. For steadfast love endures forever. For his 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 steadfast love endures forever. For his, love mm, for his steadfast love endures forever. 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 steadfast love endures forever. For his steadfast love endures forever. For his steadfast love endures forever. For his steadfast love endures forever. One more. One more. For his steadfast love endures forever. We can go on and on and on and on. Let us pray. Lord, you are all those things. We declare all those things over each and every one of our lives, God. To the one who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can imagine or hope for. His steadfast love endures forever. Lord, we are here this day celebrating the risen King of kings. You are good. Your love endures forever. You are here with us. Through all the storms in life, you are there. Through all the trials we face, you are there. You walk with us. You guide us. You weep with those who weep. You mourn with those who mourn. You are a God abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Your mercies are made new every morning. And in you we place all our hope. In you we place our trust. Now may the grace of our risen Lord Jesus and the abounding steadfast love of the Father And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you right now, always, and forever. Amen. 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 God bless you. Have a wonderful week.